This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here, and I am recording this episode live from the iHeart Podcast Studio, powered by Bose, at the House of Music at the iHeartRadio Music Festival, which is wild. I'm in I'm in a little glass box uh, at a music festival recording podcasts. But yes, okay, so. You know how every single school bus in the United States is painted the exact same color? Uh, This hue is officially known as National School Bus Glossy Yellow. But it wasn't always that way. A century ago, kids were transported to school by all kinds of random vehicles. Because there were no federal standards, it was up to states or individual school districts to hire buses or trucks or horse-drawn wagons to ferry kids to and from school. I couldn't figure out if anyone actually used fairies. I did look. But in the 1930s, a man by the name of Frank Sear didn't like the system. He was a professor at Columbia University's Teachers College and an advocate for rural education. Sear traveled the country conducting a study of school transportation, and upon finding that safety standards were often hit or miss, he decided that something needed to be done to keep America's school kids safe. So, in 1939, Sear organized a conference in New York City dedicated to improving and standardizing the American school bus. He invited educators, uh, state transportation officials, and bus manufacturers to help design a newer, safer school bus. At that historic meeting, uh, conference attendees proposed 44 national standards for the modern school bus, from its dimensions to its doors to the width of its aisle— But the standard that made Sear famous was school bus yellow. According to William Sear, uh, Frank's son, his father set out to find a school bus color that would not only be easily visible from a distance, but also distinctive. Uh, William told the New York Times back in 2013, quote, they wanted a color that would stand out, that other drivers could see from a distance, and that would be identified with a school bus. So whenever we saw it, we'd think, there's a group of kids going someplace. Before that, they sent kids to school and anything. 
Before the conference, Frank Sear laid out color samples on his office desk and instinctively gravitated toward uh, orange-adjacent shades, uh, a spectrum of colors ranging from deep orange-red to bright lemony yellow. At that 1939 meeting, Sear hung up 50 paint swatches on the walls of the conference room and selected a special committee to pick a winner. They chose the iconic orange-yellow hue that was originally known as National School Bus Chrome, so-called because it was this lead-based paint made with chromium. However, because lead-based paint is toxic and chromium can damage DNA in the lungs if it's inhaled, the formulation for School Bus Yellow was changed in the intervening decades, and yay for that. At the close of the conference, Sear published a 42-page booklet proposing the nation's first school bus standards. And the cover of the booklet was, of course, school bus yellow. Sear wasn't a scientist or a safety expert, but he instinctively made the connection between bright colors, visibility, and vehicle safety. For the article this episode is based on, How Stuff Works spoke with Dr. Stephen Solomon, a retired optometrist and founder of Visibility in Motion, which does consulting for emergency services providers. He said, based upon the standards of 1939, yellow was a very intelligent choice. The colors that are most easily seen by the human eye are the yellows, the yellow-green to yellow to greenish yellow. That's at the peak of the visibility spectrum. There's no color that attracts more attention or is more conspicuous than the yellows. The human eye is literally less sensitive to colors on the ends of the visible light spectrum. Uh, That is, blues and violets on one end and oranges and reds on the other. Our color vision is determined by photoreceptor cells in the retina called cones. Uh, There are three types of cones, each tuned to detect different wavelengths of light, uh, red, green, or blue. Yellow light stimulates both the red and green cones simultaneously, which is why the eye is most sensitive to colors in the yellow range. Adding to this, about 8% of men and 0.5% of women are red-green color deficient, uh, meaning they have difficulty differentiating between reds and greens, um, often observing both as sort of bland looking. The seer probably didn't even consider this, in which case it's a stroke of luck that research has shown that under all testing conditions, golden yellow is the most easily visible color for both people with color deficiency and for people without it. Frank Sear died in 1995, but he lived to see his yellow school buses become the national standard and an American icon. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA, any new school bus sold or leased in America must meet all federal safety standards, including that bumblebee paint job. A while yellow paint certainly makes school buses more visible and recognizable, there's a lot more that goes into making them safe. The NHTSA rightly calls school buses the most regulated vehicles on the road because modern school buses are equipped with safety features like high crush standards, rollover protections, flashing red lights, and those uh, stop sign arms. Uh, That's because school buses carry precious cargo. More than 26 million American kids ride to school each day in some 480,000 school buses. And thankfully, less than 1% of all traffic fatalities involve children on a school bus. If they're so safe, though, why don't all school buses have seatbelts? We have a whole other episode on that, but basically, school buses are big and heavy, so they don't stop as suddenly in an accident. And thanks to a design concept called compartmentalization, uh, children are protected from injury during a crash by closely spaced seats with energy-absorbing seatbacks. Buses that weigh less than 10,000 pounds, or about 4,500 kilos, are required to have seatbelts, by the way. But okay, another side question. 
If yellow is the most visible color, why are fire trucks still red? Fire trucks have been painted red for more than a century, though no one is sure how the custom began. Uh, from a safety and visibility perspective, red is not a great choice. Uh, red shades are far less visible than yellows during the day and virtually disappear at night. Starting in the 1970s, some fire departments switched to bright lime yellow for increased visibility, and their safety record is impressive. In the 1990s, Solomon and a colleague conducted research comparing the accident rates of traditional red fire trucks versus the new yellow engines. When one fire department in Dallas, Texas, used both red and lime yellow fleets, the red trucks were involved in accidents at three times the rate of yellow vehicles. Still, lots of fire departments are hesitant to make the change. In 2009, the U.S. Fire Administration, a division of FEMA, released a report confirming that bright yellow and fluorescent colors were more visible than red, but the agency didn't recommend a wholesale switch to yellow trucks. Their report basically said that people identify fire apparatus with the color red, and it's important to have people able to quickly identify emergency vehicles in emergency situations. Of course, fire trucks also have loud sirens to warn drivers and pedestrians about their approach, unlike school buses. Although in some circumstances and levels of rowdiness, uh, the last day of school, maybe, a warning siren could be appropriate on school buses as well. Today's episode was recorded live at the iHeart Podcast Studio, powered by Bose at the House of Music at iHeart Radio Music Festival. It's based on the article, Why Are School Buses Yellow? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Dave Ruse. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.